Alright book nerds, we have a fun episode for you all today. On this episode of the podcast, we'll be speaking with the director and writer of the film Poor Greg Drowning, and the film's lead actor. This film follows the story of Greg, who has hit a low point in his life. His girlfriend has left him for for their couple's therapist, and he's depressed, heartbroken, unemployed, and is left paying the rent for the apartment. He has to find a roommate, but Greg scares away all potential roommates, except for a girl named Peyton, who moves in, and whom Greg falls madly in love with. So without any more waiting, let's get to it. Alright, book nerds, we are now speaking with the lead actor, the director, and the writer. Jeff is the director and writer of Poor Greg Drowning, and Graham is our lead actor. Thank you for both joining us today for the podcast. We both really we appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much. So for Thanks. our listeners, uh, would you please each uh, introduce yourselves properly and tell us about the film? Graham Lamb, take it off. Uh, my name is Graham Sibley, and uh, I, uh, I play Greg in Poor Greg Drowning. Um, what else did you ask? <laughs> uh, introduce yourself uh, tell us what you you know what your involvement in the film and tell us a little bit about the film oh uh yeah so um yeah this film is it's a romantic comedy about uh um uh, uh, uh he forgot man. he forgot <laughs> <laughs> Let me help him. I've I've only been thinking about this movie for half a decade. <laughs> um, Can we start over? <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. This this is Jeff Collins, the writer director of the film. Um, yes, in Poor Greg Drowning, Graham nailed it. It's a romantic. Comedy. <laughs> um, an edgy R-rated romantic comedy that is about um an aspiring. Uh, a writer who's 35 years old who happens to be a love addict and he is devastated heartbroken and depressed because he recently uh proposed to his longtime girlfriend and she admitted that she's cheating on him with her couple's therapist so he's devastated she moves out and he's stuck in this two-bedroom apartment in a two-year lease that he can't afford so he desperately needs a roommate um, the problem is he's like, he's a little socially awkward and he's in a very bad place. So he scares off all potential people who come to check out the apartment until this girl moves in off of a Craigslist post from Chicago. And, uh, the second Greg sees her, he falls madly in love with her. So it's what ensues after that. So I'm curious, you say this has been a, a- project that uh, you've been thinking about f- about for like half a decade you know is that is that normal for a project to span that long and what was your motivation and you know for making it and what took you from wanting to make it to finally making it um yes so the reason it was so long is because um we it began as a short film that was in june 2004 15, I believe. So I, I saw, I was working with John Hamburg, uh, who was the third director that I worked for and assisted. And uh, I saw Mark Tuplas' speech at South by Southwest, where he was like, 
listen, there's no reason you shouldn't be shooting every weekend on your iPhones. And I was like, damn it, Mark, you're right. It had been like three years since I directed something on my own. I was writing features and assisting directors on their, on their uh, projects, but it had been a while since I shot something. So that night I thought of this uh, five minute short film and uh, wrote it and sent it to Graham, who I had met on a, a film we worked on together, Grow House, the year before. Uh, when I wrote the character, I immediately thought of Graham. So I sent it his way. He read it. He was game. We shot it that weekend. And it was just going to be a short film, but I loved the character. And we got into some good festivals. And I was like, let me just keep writing this. So I wrote a feature script. Uh, yeah, wrote a feature script, and then I was like, maybe we just shoot this when we can on the weekends and put out put it out as a comedy web series. So we did that for about a year. I was assisting John on a movie we did called Why Him, and we would sh shoot sparingly on the weekends whenever we could. And after a year, we had shot about 44 pages of the 100-page script, and I was like, all right, how cheap could we possibly finish this for as a full feature? And... Uh, so we came up with a number that was startlingly, startlingly, startling, startlingly, Jesus Christ, very <laughs> low. It was a low number. <laughs> and, uh, and we did, we, sh we shot, I think it was six more days of shooting and we finished principal photography in September, 2016. And so I, from that point on, I did a cut of the film myself, and then I brought on a great editor, Michelle Gold, who did a cut as well. And we did about a year of editing whenever we could. She had a full. She was working on Curb Your Enthusiasm, I believe, and I had a day job at in development at Hasbro at the time. And um, and yes, yeah, so we did. We we edited for about a year, and then we started submitting to uh, film festivals. And we got into festivals and we kept fine tuning the cut and we were playing a rough cut at all these festivals for about a year and a half. And then uh, and then we, we figured out and we would try different things at the festivals, try different things with the cuts. And then we were like, we realized we wanted a narrator for the film that would take place over these animations that occur throughout the film. So I sent it to Cedric the Entertainer, who I worked with on Why Him and built a great relationship with. And uh, and he was down. So he came on, I think it was uh, spring 2019, did a two hours of ADR. And then we, we found our distributor last July, finished the film in March, and now it's finally coming out in August. So from shooting the short, that was June 2015, to it coming out was half a decade of just super easy. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is the process was pretty quick, easy, and straightforward. It was very normal. <laughs> Didn't really take much uh, blood, sweat, and tears at all. Um, so. <laughs> so, Graham, I mean, Jeff just kind of gave us a little bit about how you got involved, but I'm curious when when you got the script, what drew you in? What was attractive to you in the in the role? And you know, what what were your thoughts when uh, when you were coming on board for this? Well, I just really responded to the fact that he was just so lonely and desperate <laughs> and pathetic, 
and that yeah. Jeff thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> that he thought, man, yeah. there is no one else. Yeah. There is no one else out there who is so desperate and pathetic and lonely and, yeah. and can express that so easily. Um, well, what Graham, doesn't, <laughs> what Graham doesn't know is that I, I actually just met Graham and then thought of the character. It, it wasn't the other way around. <laughs> he didn't even know me. I just <laughs> must radiate this. <laughs> I just have an aura of desperate, lonely, pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly, I mean, that's how I live my life. And so it's how I go through my life. So I was just waiting for Jeff, for this man to, to, uh, to come on board and, and help me through the next five years. <laughs> so did Graham, I'm curious to, to dive in a little bit deeper on that. Um, did you, did you make any suggestions about, you know, as you were either reading the script or learning more about the character, about, you know, how things should be in, done, you know, in the script, how things should be said, how he performs or, or, you know, did you trust Jeff more with the direction of that and taking, you know, cause I know a lot of times actors, they really kind of get into the roles and they're like, no, I don't think the character would react this way or do this or say this. Was there, you know, was there anything like that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there was, I mean, this was a very collaborative process where, you know, we had a, a template of, a, I mean, the script was, was, um, was fully there, um, but it was changing as we were going. And um, and we would shoot the script and then we would shoot, you know, another an additional 45 page, uh, 45 minutes of, uh, of like, let's just try this and let's try that. And, 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 um, and I think that's the, that, 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 that was really uh, a memorable part of this experience was, was Jeff's um, freedom, uh, the, the, the freedom that he allowed me and also the, the, the other uh, cast members the, to just kind of riff and just kind of go for it. And like so much, so much gold came out of that. And um, so, yeah, we had like a template. And and um, and then as we would shoot over the years, you know, um, we would, you know, email back and forth like, OK, we're going to shoot scene, you know, 32, like uh, this is what's going to happen in the scene. And then we would toss that back and forth and and kind of like riff on things there. And and uh, and then we'd kind of agree to kind of shoot that and then try this and try that. So it was kind of like a there was a lot of. Um, you know, synergy that went along to, to, to the shooting process and to the development of, of, of the whole thing. But, you know, in terms of like, I, I'm kind of kidding about, I'm not really kidding about being don- lonely and desperate and pathetic. Like, I mean, it was a huge part of my life <laughs> um, going, going through breakups and, um, and, uh, and getting through that chapter of my life. Um, I think that's part of, of the heart of this film too, is, is that, you know, I think, you know, being a, a being a dude and in the arts and um, being around uh, you know hot girls and wanting to you know try to um, have relationships, move forward with your life. Like you know, you run into people who who don't necessarily see the same life uh, as you do, and so that's when breakups happen. And I was very familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't agree with you more on that. I mean, 
I I watched the film. I really enjoyed it, and I think you know, as as kind of sad as it is, you know, the, the overall premise and everything, it's something that so many people can actually relate to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which breakup I could talk about. You know what I mean? It's it's all the same. And I think everyone goes through this. And and I think that's it. That's again, I think that's what the heart of this film is all about is like how. Um, and I think the other thing that's cool thing about about this film is that, you know. I think sometimes men aren't supposed to be like lonely and mm. pathetic and desperate like and mm-hmm. and we and we are. You know, mm-hmm. and we and we all feel things like that. And and I think that that's Greg is just, you know, just crank it up a little, you know, uh, slightly, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so. so now, uh, since this, you know, became from a short film to a kind of a web series to a feature film and it kind of grew in size and scope, uh, I mean, I've been on small short film sets before and you have you know a ton of crew was this when you got to the feature uh feature films aspect of making this did you maintain keeping like did you try to keep it a small crew how you know did you have you know 50 people on set i mean what what was that like i think uh it was like avatar avengers type type level once we really uh geared it up to the full feature um yes no. um the uh, very small throughout so the, on the short film let me jog my memory because it's been a minute but i think it was it was literally phil sabal our dp for that shoot we didn't even have um we had like a mic on the camera no lights Oh no, no, Greg. No, Jeff. Remember, I used my cell phone as an extra, uh, uh, an extra, li- an extra um, channel audio? of sound. Yeah, extra yes, audio. Yeah, that's that? all you need to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it was literally like that. And then once we, uh, once we, it got to shooting what we thought was going to be a web series. So we never actually put it out as a web series. But when we were thinking that. It was it, it was usually most days our DP, which was either Phil Sabal or Ray Wangchinda, and a sound person, and literally that's it. I think when we shot the six days when we were technically a feature, uh, there was a couple of days where we had a hair and makeup person, um, uh, production designers, first ads, uh, some great PAs that helped out, but. I think our biggest day was probably when we shot in the Venice house, which is the last house in the movie. Um, maybe the crew was 10 people. And the cast was 10. <laughs> and the cast was 10. I, I, yeah, for that yeah. day, it was like yeah. everybody from the cast. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, very indie shoot, which for me, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I wa- and that was, We were doing that while I was working on a big massive uh studio uh film and i i it just reminded me like growing up as a kid with a camera like begging people to be in these little short films it felt very familial that way and familiar familial and familiar (laughs) gotcha so so real bare bones uh skeleton crew feel for this project totally totally but you know when you look at the final 
product of it and you um and you see like what jeff has done with the sort of the poster and the marketing and the trailer and and the whole vibe of it you can totally feel the influence of all of this studio stuff that jeff has been um, associated with and and how he really learned from that process and um and implemented it into something that you know, did not have any support like that. And, and, um, I think it's really, uh, such a feat of, of, uh, of production to, uh, to do that. And cause you don't see this kind of film all, all that often an independent romantic comedy that mm-hmm. is done with, you know, a, like a broad sense of humor. And, um, so yeah, I'm just kudos to Jeff, you know I mean? He's, he's a real, uh, a real warrior, man. Well, and and Graham is uh, uh, Graham is the a true partner in this movie, like, like to the to the to the core, and uh, and everyone like gr- like a lot of the cast members Graham brought on. I mean, our cast is fantastic. Um, the crew members that we did have were all amazing, and you know everybody was doing this because they loved the project. It wasn't obviously it wasn't to make a lot of money. Um, uh, yeah, and we had a lot of favors. You know, we had Company 3 did the color, and uh, normally their budget for Company 3 is 10 times the budget for our entire feature. So uh, <laughs> we just had a lot of people helping out um, that uh, really elevated it to another level than, than it had any right being. Nice. No, it's awesome that you were able to work with a, a company like Company Three, because yeah, I, I, as I, I had said before, you know, I've worked in the industry and I know uh, some studios sometimes they're the budget that you know price tags that they charge for for doing their work can be uh, definitely can be up there. So yeah, yeah. So typically, when making a short film or a feature film, especially. Not always, but a lot of times they run into unforeseen issues or problems that you didn't expect. I'm curious if you ran into any issues like that, or was everything kind of like pretty straightforward, smooth sailing since it had been in development for so long? Um, that is a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest in terms of issues were, um, our hurdles was just having, you know, we didn't really have a budget. So being really resourceful, um, uh, time, we, I think our total shoot days at once you add everything up, we're about 14. Um, so, uh, those were the biggest hurdles. And then, uh, getting clearances afterward and, and, um, yeah, just just being strapped for resources was was pretty much the biggest hurdle. Um, and you would think shooting because we we finished principal photography in September two thousand sixteen, but we did pickups all through up until like probably two thousand eighteen, uh, maybe even nineteen. Uh, and and I, I said this before, but it's astonishing that Graham looked the same throughout it. Like you would why. I mean, you, you could be watching the movie, like, one scene and the next was probably shot four years apart. But, <laughs> but you, would, you wouldn't even know. Um, so I that, never would have guessed. 
a true feat, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I think you know, one of the biggest challenges I think for me in this was shooting something such over such a long period of time, um, <clears throat> because traditionally when you know you shoot something, you shoot in a much shorter window, and there's a though you're shooting out of sequence, you're still arcing a performance. And this was so disjointed that I didn't really get a sense of, I could never really get a rhythm of arcing Greg's performance because as we were shooting, things would change and, you know, we would do, you know, like he said, this was four years later and I've done like, you know, you know a bunch of other stuff, you know, plays and films and all these things I was working on at the same time or, 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 or um, in conjunction with, but like, you know, um, I think that that was a that was a big challenge. It would be interesting. This film has such a heart to it, but it would be really interesting to go back and see if we could make this film in 14 days and see what it all in consecutive, you know, shooting schedule. And because and, I, I think for me, I would like that. I would like to be able to arc a performance in a little bit more of a with a little more cohesion you know mm -hmm. um so much of it is 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 held into the hands of the editor and and um you know that's awesome and everything but i think as an actor um you know and i've also just a better actor five years later you know <laughs> like i've just done so much more um mm -hmm. so there's that that there's that those elements i think which are um i don't know if it's challenging but just sort of looking back on it you know yeah, and and another example of Graham being an incredible partner on this, like literally every time I would finish a new cut of the film, I would send it to Graham, like literally scenes or posters. So like, so everything that he was talking about before, I ran everything by Graham and he gave great notes. And so that's why it truly is a partnership um, that is so, so rare. Like I, I, I just, yeah. Um, and there was something like, you know, we did have an opportunity. We were like, do we reshoot everything now that we have some money and like get a better camera and this and that. And we decided like the, the short film is essentially the, sh the first scene of the movie. Um, it's just cut down in a couple of minutes, but we, we thought we would just keep the look, even though it's, it's not supposed to be some incredible looking film. I, I kind of liked the the way we were doing it because um, it just it just kind of embodied itself and I think kept it unique in the heart of it. Um, but yeah, it would be pretty it would have been interesting if we actually had a real like two week shoot to, to shoot it and see the difference. But yeah, Jeff, I have a question for you. What did you learn as a director uh, working on this film? Um, like, what what will you bring? Like, what will you bring from this experience on to the next film that you do? Graham, that's a great question. Um, you guys don't even need me at this point. No, no. That, <laughs> honestly, I haven't I'm just been fascinated. That. No, that's that's fantastic. Um, Hmm. That's 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 a good question. Um, 
I'm. This was the first. What Graham was talking about earlier uh, of like shooting as scripted and then going 40 minutes with with the actors just improving a lot, and then I would throw some random stuff out to them. That was the first time I did that because I had learned that from John Hamburg on Why Him, and that's why I love comedy so much because you just really truly find a lot of magic in the moment. Um, going forward. Uh, and what I learned from this, damn, it's a really good question. I'm trying not to stall here. Um, I think, <laughs> I think it is, huh? You can I, come back to it. You can come I'll back say, to we it. can come back to this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm even interested back. in this now. No, no, I'm, I'm, I gotta think on that. That's really good. Commercial break, part two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, edit we'll move, this, right? We'll move on to my next question, which okay. is, uh, we, can, we can throw this to Graham. Uh, you know, on the flip side of the unforeseen issues and stuff like that, what was your most fun scene to film? Obviously, without giving, you know, giving anything uh, away, but what's your most fun scene or most memorable moment from shooting? Oh, man. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I think... I think the uh, the the makeout scene and the making out by myself scene. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. were the the that whole couch sequence was. Don't give uh, away too much stuff. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Uh, um, but that the, <laughs> I'll never forget that yeah. sequence. I know, as someone who has seen the film, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. And just just envisioning that happening on set must have like. I can only imagine like everyone just trying their best not to be laughing. <laughs> yeah. It was, so, it was yeah. so fun. It was, it was, um, yeah, that whole thing was really fun. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably, I'll probably never do that again. You know? <laughs> I mean, never say never. You never know what a role will call for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What about you, yeah, that, Jeff? What was your, exactly. uh, what was your favorite scene to, to oh, direct um, and film? Uh, a few come to mind. One is the uh, the opening scene, the short, because that's that was just I don't know. We just found that that was the introduction of this whole journey and finding Greg and um, and then I, the, another scene is uh, where Graham, where Greg is naked, face down on the ground. Graham and yeah. I got to know each other really well. That and then, but also when he was sitting on the couch in that scene with Jules, his sister, who's played by one of my best friends, Sarah Baldwin, uh, he was drinking real beer and sipping real beer. It's an example of Graham. Like he was sipping beer off that off the ground. That was really happening. And and uh I was like, actually, it was a full 40, and I think I drank two 40s at 10 o'clock in the was, morning. He was hammered. <laughs> I was hammered. That's dedication. That's dedication. Scene, he, he was really hammered. Uh, um, <laughs> and then, like, the scene with, with Hector where uh, the trainer where Greg throws up, that was an example <laughs> of it was literally four of us. We had no nobody in props, no props, and we were like, huh, what does puke look like? So we just walked over to the kitchen, grabbed a bunch <laughs> of shit from the fridge, stirred it up in a bowl, and Graham was like, I'm down, and just put it in his mouth. And it was like... <laughs> but I was also hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we shot that right after. <laughs> and then another example of, of people just being troopers in this movie, the, the second workout scene with Hector and Jules, the sister, uh, Sarah, Sarah was scheduled to have hip, not a replacement, but something, some massive surgery on her hip the next week. And she and I had them doing. I'm probably God. I hope I don't get like in trouble for this. But I had them doing like burpee lunges, <laughs> like an hour, and then she had her surgery, and everything went smoothly. Just in case I can get in trouble. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. You know, someone someone uh, commented on um, on that vomit scene uh, recently, and they they said, Graham, was that real vomit? Yeah. Um, and I said, No, it wasn't. And and uh, said, wow, it really looked like that was vomit. It's I, the vomit is is fine, but it's actually because I'm actually sweating and I'm actually pretty pretty still pretty drunk from like yeah <laughs> the, the scene before <laughs> yeah yeah it was a true amazing. method actor. <laughs> but but no, I mean, but I I think I I think I I'm like. I'm doing another interview where I'm typing it up, but I'll, I'll steal from that. Um, Graham, getting Graham as your lead is like uh, winning the NBA lottery where you get like the top pick because Graham is insanely talented, the best person ever, super funny, and will just like incredible improv and will just do anything. Like, for example, be face down, ass naked, sucking beer off the carpet. And then next scene do that vomit scene with, like, just a bunch of shit in his butt. Like, yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. My mom's going to be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, thanks, well uh, I hope that gave you some time, Jeff, to uh, think about your answer a little bit. Uh, cast Graham and everything I do. Boom. There we go. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic answer. Wow, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, if you will have, will have. Of course, my God, anything. I mean, Jeff, you've already had me take off all my clothes and lick beer off the ground. That's no. true. That's true. I've done it all. From here. <laughs> that so, is true. Was everything filmed for this on location, or were there any you know, like sets, special sets, or anything designed? Because I know, uh, you know, to not give anything away, if I remember correctly, there are some underwater shots. So I'm curious how that was filmed. Did you uh, have to rent like an underwater cage for the camera or did you, you know, what was, what, how did you go about doing some of that stuff? Yeah, everything was literally just shooting. Greg's apartment was my apartment. It, all, all, everything in the movie was just a favor that somebody allowed us to shoot at. Um, the majority of it being my apartment and then the underwater uh scene yeah we got a underwater dp uh who and rented some equipment with the camera in the case and uh that was actually tricky that might have been one of the most challenging things was just getting the right shot for that um but uh and, and another example it's so like Greg, hard. It, oh, sorry Greg, it was also really you know the you see those shots in movies but that's actually a really hard shot to get because yeah. You you need weights. You need the right weights. You need to be able to have your. Like it, it was hard to stay down in the. It was hard to stay down below the water in the right way for the right amount of time to get the shot. It was just an interesting. It was an interesting sort of like science experiment almost. 
Yeah, totally. And we have tons. I think we did two days of that, actually. That, that, that gives you an example. We did 14 days of shooting. And then, and then two of them were literally to get, how much is, of that is in there? Yeah, like literally five two seconds shots. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no easy feat. So hats off to all underwater DPs. And Graham, once again, he probably was deprived of oxygen that night after being underwater all day. So just, just another example <laughs> of Graham being a trooper. Uh, so what was this film primarily filmed with? Because I know you talked about, you know, uh, the look of the film and, you know, shooting stuff originally, you know, with your using, you know, scarce on your budgets and everything. So I'm curious what overall what was used for filming this? It was a uh, GH4 and GH7. And then I think uh, Panasonic GH4, GH7. But we just didn't have like a which is a fine camera, we just didn't have a huge set of lenses and all that kind of stuff, nor do we have time, time to really get creative with the, super creative with the shots, and we, we didn't have any steady cams or dollies. Uh, oh, but, man, but, I, that, my heart goes out to you on that. <laughs> yeah, no tools like that, but again, at the same time, like, I love the locked-off look of the the film because for whatever reason it just feels like greg's world um so that's an example of where like even though you're you, you don't have the resources it could still work um uh yeah g Panas- i believe it's a panasonic gh4 gh7 and then i think we had a gopro one day for underwater but i think the, the stuff we kept was actually gh4 in a case I mean, I think that just goes to show just, you know, as much as people love talking about gear, you know, I'm a gearhead and filmmaker myself, but so much of it comes down to, you know, the, the script, the, the actors and the story. And it's, you know, gear does play a part, but a lot of times, I mean, I know a lot of people agree with me. Some people disagree, but, you know, people, a lot of times they focus too much on the gear and not enough on like the script and the story and, you know, the characters. Yeah, Graham, you, you can speak this after, but, like, uh, I'm all about character and dialogue. and Like, I love, and for my next film, when I have actually have more resources, I'm, I'm definitely going to focus a lot more on the look of the film and getting creative with the camera and all that. But for me, I, I just love character and dialogue. That's just what I gravitate towards. And um, I think that's the reason why, like, people, you know, like, look at sitcoms, like Friends and stuff. Like, there's nothing fancy about that, but people love it just because of that. Because with comedy, you, you don't need all that. You don't need to get super fancy and creative with the camera. I mean, that's great and all, but you could still, you know, achieve the goal without getting su- super flashy. You know, I think also another uh, interesting... It's interesting because I think... I, you know, I've done a lot of independent films um, with first-time filmmakers, and... Um, Many times they are focused on uh, making sure that it looks great and that the camera is all set up. And the last thing they're thinking about, literally the last thing they're thinking about is the performance. Yeah. Like and and I think that when um, directors shift their mindset a little bit and and uh, put put some effort towards, um, you know, directing. You know, um, I think that uh, 
their product becomes exponentially better. And, and I think also just to all the filmmakers out there, like as an actor, we want direction. We want to be, we want to be collaborating with you. And, and, um, I feel like sometimes directors, uh, they feel like there's sort of a, there's like a weird power thing. Like they should know what, how to do what they want and how to get it. And, 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 you know, we're all not, we all don't know how to get it. You know, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be open to, um, you know, you have to be specific with your vision, give us a box and allow, allow us to kind of play inside of it. And, and then I think you're going to be able to get some really great things. Um, but if you, if you just sort of hands off and just like, it's the last thing we got two takes and, you know, uh, just do it differently. Well, it's not, you're not going to get anything. You need to be specific with what you want inside that box. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, there is this weird thing about like when you walk onto a set, like they like people, I think feel like they have to know everything. So that just creates a weird like insecurity, but people are trying to overcompensate and then like it would right. and like this power, uh, I, and like, I'll, I'll steal from Tarantino who, you know, I saw him say that like, he was always like, oh, my God, how do you direct a movie? What's the magic behind it? Like, And then a director told him, literally surround yourself with people who are great at what they do and just explain what you want and like work with them and finding out what that is because a lot of times you have an idea, but a lot of times that's going to change. And there's no real – and that's it. Like, There's no real, real magic to it. And – you know, with for this, it was just working with, um, you know, as Graham said, we like I wrote the script, but then I would work with the the actors on literally like go through the script on the lines and like alt lines we would come up with and just it, it's it's just got to be a total fun safe collaboration, um, it, it, and just shed this whole like thing of like, well, I'm a director, right, so I need to know everything and don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like it, it's it should be a very safe, fun, collaborative space, and, and that's that's how our set was, and and I hope will always be sets I work on going forward. Absolutely, yeah. Hire, hire, get the people who uh, love what they do, know what they're doing, and then work with them to get the best product. Yeah, and aren't afraid to try things and fail, and like it's it's all just you know, trying to create something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us at Gene Book Nerd. Uh, any final thoughts or comments before uh, before we finish this up? Grandma Lamb? I hope everybody can go out and try to see this movie. You know, um, we've uh, worked really hard on it and um, it, uh, it deserves to be seen. I think anybody out there who, uh, who's gone through a breakup or... Um, has uh, tried to make an independent film. <laughs> we'll mm -hmm. uh, we'll try to find. Uh, I, I'm sure that they'll uh, they can relate to this and and they can see how um, really pretty remarkable the the final product is for uh, for 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 what we had and uh, and and how unique it is how the film how unique the film is. So I really hope people can go out and see it. Yeah, I think. Uh... 
I, you know, ironically couldn't have come out at a better time with everything that's going on in the world and being trapped in and it just being a very heavy time. I think it'll be a good escape for people to be able to relate to it, but also laugh. So, uh, yeah, um, I highly, highly recommend checking it out and seeing Graham, a.k.a. Greg, uh, uh, nude, face down. Flipping beer. We're our, just <laughs> aesthetic. Just base. It was. Well, it's basically a documentary. So we just, it was a. It was a year in the life, or five years in the life of. He actually approached me and he said, "Graham, what do you think about poor Graham drowning?" I did. I said, "I said, you know, can we just change like maybe just a couple of the letters?" Exactly. Like, exactly. How about Greg? Yeah. <laughs> so if our listeners do want to see this film, uh, where is it available for them to check it out? So if you go to uh, at Poor Greg Drowning on Instagram, and then we also have a Facebook page at Poor Greg Drowning, um, there's a link for a Apple TV iTunes pre-order link. It'll be coming out on August 11th. And then, and so that's where you can buy it now. And then on August 11th, it'll be on a, a bunch of different platforms around the world. Um, but I highly recommend going to check it out now and getting that pre-order link because, damn, that way you're ready when it comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I know, uh, Graham, you kind of already touched on this, but um, I'll ask you both anyway before we, you know, to kind of finish this off. Uh, what advice would you have for up and coming either filmmakers, uh, directors, or actors uh, that you think you know could really, really help people who are trying to break into the industry? Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, just say yes to everything until you can't. Um, at some point, there will be uh, a journey in your creative endeavors where. You know, you don't, you won't, you won't need to do that again. You know, you, you, you've done that, but until then just get out there and try to perform wherever you can and study on your own and just, just do it, just do it, do it, do it. You know, that's well my said. advice. That's what, listen, that's well said. All right. Well, uh, if that, if it goes the same for you, Jeff, uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us at Gene Book Nerd. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, for our listeners, I have seen the film. I definitely, definitely highly recommend it. It was very enjoyable, very funny to watch. Uh, so anyone who gets a chance to see it should definitely, definitely see this film. Thank you very much. Thanks, have you man. ever, have you, have you ever uh, interviewed people and then at that moment right there just been like, guys, I've, I've had the chance to see it. Do not watch this movie while you're like on the podcast interview. <laughs> and it's, it was like super awkward afterward or is no I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no actually uh so far <laughs> i've been i've been fortunate uh you know i work with with gene at gene book nerd and uh all the all the short films and feature films and everything i have seen uh they've all been very good i have yet to yeah. come across a short film or anything that i saw and i was like oh my gosh this was terrible like was, oh, i can't been... believe i just had yeah. to watch this that would have been amazing, though. You're like, hey, guys, had an opportunity to see this. 
wow, is it dog shit. No, no, I'm, I'm honest. If, if I ever came across something like that and we were going to have a podcast, I'd probably be like, I'd probably try to find a way Ball to like, sick. to like, okay. you know, coax it and get, get interesting. But no, I've, uh, luckily I've been fortunate. All the podcasts I have done, uh, all the short films that I've watched and feature films, they've all been really good. Uh, I will say not all of them have been, you know, exactly up my alley of like oh this was my favorite film ever like this is my genre i love this but everything right. i've watched i've enjoyed i will say cool. that okay okay just just you are checking perfect person for this job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i try i try like i said i'm i'm also an independent uh, filmmaker but i also try to to do every job uh, to the best of my abilities and you know doing my research and you know and learning mu as much as i can and i love uh you know, talking to having the guests on and talking to other filmmakers. We have authors, you know, I, I just love learning from other people and hearing about their experiences, too. It's it's really fun. No, well, th thank you very much for having us on. Um, I love what you guys do. And uh, yeah, let's let's all grab a coffee when we're allowed to after this. I'd love to hear the kind of stuff you're working on. But Gene, Gene I, I have one question for you. After seeing Poor Greg Drowning, what did you learn about your life? Mm. Let's see here. Uh, well, you'll have to ask Jean that herself because mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. not Jean. Mm -hmm. so. oh. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, so what's – wait, I thought you were Jean. No, no, I'm Eric. My name's Eric. I just yeah. do the interview for Jean. <laughs> we'll have to do this whole thing over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I will say that I really – enjoyed about this film and kind of like my takeaway is that let me see how i can put this into words uh mm. without sounding sounding rambling too much myself um is that everything get everything will get better nothing is you know permanent nothing mm. is you know as as bad as things might seem at certain points in your life and i know i've run into things in relationships before where i've been like oh my gosh you know it's felt like this is the end for me you know i'm never gonna you know find someone I care about, or I'm never going to get that, you know, my dream job or anything. It hurts. And, you know, it's going to take time to heal and get over it. But you got to keep pushing forward, keep living your life. Don't ever let anything, you know, kind of pull you down permanently and keep working towards it. And things will get better. And who knows, uh, like the saying is, uh, you know, when one door closes, another one opens and you never know what opportunity uh, might come your way when you least expect it. Eric, if you could just go ahead and email that to me so I can use that. <laughs> copy and paste that into this interview I'm doing. That was funny. That's really good. Yeah, god damn it. That was really good, man. And, and you asked Graham what this movie was to him, and he said it's a romantic comedy. And then freaking Eric delivers... A goddamn spot-on speech as to what, what this movie means. I mean, that was brilliant. It really was. It was really yeah. good. And actually, when you started talking about that, I started thinking about all those chapters in my life. And I was like, God, this, that is this movie. Like, really God, I've gone through this so many times. Like, well, like I said, that's that's what I've gotten. I, I have felt like, you know, uh, what yeah, Greg yeah. goes through. I have felt that way, you yeah. know, not a ton of times, luckily, but I have felt that way once or twice in my life and looking back it's actually funny you know looking back all those experiences that were like that that I went through I actually wouldn't change it because I love where I'm at in my life right now 
And if I changed any of those experiences, I may not be where I am right now. Now he's just boasting. Now <laughs> Eric just boasting, and this is getting out of control. We're gonna I mean, do a we're gonna do a sequel like 25 years later, uh, <laughs> with, with 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 Greg. And 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 it and it's Greg this, and Eric. Greg and Eric, exactly. <laughs> Go fishing. All right. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to talk with you both today. So you thank as you well. so much. Yes, thank you, thank Eric. You so much, man. Appreciate it. I think everyone should see this film because so many of us can relate to it. We've all had low points in our lives, even if not for the same reasons. This film really connects with people, and we can all see a little bit of ourselves in this film. Thank you to our guests for speaking with us today, and we'll be back for another episode of the podcast real soon. Any final words for our listeners, Jeff or Graham? My name is Graham Sibley, and I play Greg in the new romantic comedy, Poor Greg Drowning. My name is Jeff Collins, and I'm the writer, director, and producer on Poor Greg Drowning. And you are listening to... GeneBookNerd.com. <laughs> <laughs>